Hi, and welcome back to the Bridgerton Bitches. Today, we're talking all about the predictions for season three, uh, for, for those of you that have shared them on Facebook and our own predictions. And even more excitingly, we're talking about our made-up sex scenes for pollen in season three. And then you can vote on which one's the best one on our Facebook page. So just as a heads up, they might be a little bit risque. Chris, that was brilliant. And we can keep this intro, but now you sound a bit muffled, so I'm thinking maybe just forget the duvet idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Chrissy is in a different location today, and it was a little bit echoey, and we thought her having a duvet over her head would make it we, better. <laughs> I, we I, thought, I just want to point out to people that it's actually summer over here. It's quite hot, and Nats was insisting that I put a duvet over my head, and I tried to explain that I was getting a little warm. And also I couldn't read my notes, but she wanted me to suffer for this podcast. And it was all for nothing. Um, so yeah, that's how much we care. But let's get let's get started. If you move your microphone anymore, I'm gonna kick off. <laughs> joking, just joking. Um, but not joking. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna start off with the predictions. So I went online, I did loads of research, and I got your key predictions, and I also got some responses from some of you listeners, as well as from other people in different Facebook groups. So let's just kick off with predictions for season three. Okay. Uh predictions. So mm-mm-mm. let's start with the fan theory ones first, okay, and then we'll talk about ours. So Eloise and Theo get together. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that would be really boring. Um, I wasn't really into that. I my my personal preference would be that Eloise um, has a lesbian relationship with somebody, and to maybe fall in love with a woman who's like a bit of a radical feminist from like a lower class. Yeah, so that was a fan theory that Eloise is actually gay, and one person actually thought that Eloise could end up with Marina. But I don't see what the connection would be between Eloise and Marina getting together. I think maybe that's just someone's secret sexual fantasy and it doesn't really have any any logic to it. There's no basis there. I mean, it was they be... never really got on. No, but they didn't even really connect with each other much, actually. I don't even know if they were, yeah, if they ever really hung out. What would make more sense, actually, is if there was a love triangle between Kate, Eloise and Anthony, because Kate is... Oh, gross. Gross. Even though they're brother and sister. Oh, no. Well, Eloise wouldn't be interested in Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) You pervert. Um, But Eloise could, like, start crushing on Kate. Is like this really strong, independent woman. They had a bit of, like, a a scene together over a teapot. What if Eloise starts to build a bit of a crush over, over Kate? What say you, Sarah, about that? Yeah, they did actually get on quite well, but I just feel like it can't really go anywhere because Anthony and Kate are really in love. But I would like to see Eloise with um, in a lesbian relationship, 100%. I would like to see uh, a lesbian relationship in Bridgerton. I think that could be really cool. bit different, isn't it? Um, how about, so with Eloise and Theo then, you're thinking that's just way too boring, way too predictable. I mean, why would it be boring? I think, like you say, because it's predictable and there wasn't a massive amount of chemistry. And I don't know, I, th- I think that that ship has sailed. I feel like at the end of season two, it was kind of put to bed a bit, that yeah. relationship. 
I wasn't getting romantic vibes from Eloise towards Theo towards the end of it. But you're right, Theo, through Theo, she might meet like this radical woman writer that she falls in love with. Because you know what, though, she did have a bit of a crush on Lady Whistledown in so much as she was always raving about how amazing she was. So maybe that is Eloise's type, like a strong female writer. She doesn't know it yet. Yeah, like I can much more easily see her with another woman than I can with a man. Mm, yes. Maybe she'll meet someone through Benedict's artisan, artisan, arty friends. That would make sense. Like Benedict should take Eloise to one of his little parties. Yes. And maybe she gets drunk and on like cherry wine and gets off with a girl and then she's really confused. Is cherry wine a thing? Um, I don't know why that just came to me. Do you know what I think would be better for Eloise if she gets asked to like be a model by another female artist and she takes all her <gasps> oh kit off, God. but in a tasteful way. And like she's got like a bunch of grapes in like selected places and then she forms a relationship with the artist. <gasps> That's quite romantic. I feel like they've kind of done that scene a little bit with uh, Benedict though. Do you remember when he strips off for that lady? But I do like the idea. I like the idea because they could like they could seduce her with this idea of you shouldn't just be what everyone says you are like your body's your own body take your clothes off we want to draw you that kind of thing (laughs) um but I don't think she would take all her clothes off though I think that would be too much but maybe she could take off like the first layer of her clothes maybe just a nip slip or something yeah maybe maybe um, or something happens like she's at a party and she spills cherry wine all over her and then one of the other like female artist ladies like dabs her down do you know what I mean I know why we're thinking of cherry wine it's because the Katy Perry song I kissed a girl and I liked it and she has cherry chapstick that's why it came to my mind I just oh realized my God, that's so funny Oh and maybe God. they could play that song. You know how they like redo songs? Yeah. But in like a, in a Bridgerton way, they could yes. play that song. I kissed a girl, but like in a Regency violin music. Oh and it's just God. Eloise. Yes. Oh That'd my God, Netflix. Hilarious. You're welcome, Netflix. You're just taking these ideas for free. You're Do you welcome. You know what would be really awkward is if yeah. Netflix have already written this scene and they're listening to our podcast. They're like, oh my God. For goodness we've sake. We've already now. done this. Yeah. But they can't sue us because we weren't to know. They'd have to prove that we somehow, you know, we found out. We just, yeah, we'll be fine. Um, okay, so with Eloise then, we're not, we're not digging it with Theo. We see her as a lesbian lover, seduced by an arty lady. I also predict, and I really hope that Netflix do this, because I actually think it's a really good idea, that after that argument between Eloise and Penelope, where Penelope was like, well, at least I'm doing something, bitch. Um, Eloise <laughs> actually does something, bitch. And she sets up a counter, <laughs> like a counter yes, article please. where she basically uses her knowledge from Theo, uses everything she's learned from like all the reading and people who actually have stuff to fight about. Um, and she kind of writes a really kind of, uh, what's it called? Like a really critical tearing down Lady Whistledown in a really sarcastic way. And they become like literary arch nemesises. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would love that. Wouldn't that I be hilarious? Right. Because then they'd be meeting as, meeting each other as equal intellectuals. It would be elevating their friendship. And then over the arch, the arch of the series could see them coming back to being friends again. But that could be so cool. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah, she'd be like an anti-whistledown. Yes. Yeah, and 
And I think that would be really good for both of them. And it would help with Penelope's writing development and actually give Eloise a reason. Because even she was starting to say, like, it's just trash, isn't it? It's just trash talking. Like, what a shit way to live your life, basically. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be an awesome idea. Oh, my God. That would be so, so cool. Like, then you'd have, like, that that awkwardness between them. And you'd have, like, the, the tension and the bants. And then in real life, whenever they speak to each other, they could almost be, like, in, like speaking to each other like in implied tones and being like being civil but kind of like daggery like daggers it could be fun like yeah tongue in cheek. I agree um do you think as well that Eloise is going to make friends with that blonde lady that got jilted by the prince in season one what's she called why because in season two um she goes up to Eloise and she's all like oh you know you're friends with the queen basically do you want to be friends with us like hang out with real cool people and Eloise is all like now I want to hang out with Penelope and now that she's broken up with Penelope do you think that she will be like you know what screw it I'm just gonna hang out with the blonde lady and make friends with her because that blonde lady is horrible like they have nothing in common I just that wouldn't make any sense to me at all no I guess she wouldn't She'd probably rather just be on her own and hang out with Kate and Anthony, hence the possible love triangle there. Well, she could there. make new friends. Like like you say, like she needs to maybe meet all these radical people. Wow, is she going to like meet? Benedict. Is she going to be able to meet radical people now that she's got to put her head down and be careful? Well, I think Benedict could introduce her to maybe his arty people. Like you say, and she could... Yeah, that would be a really nice storyline. Maybe, but they're not the kind of people that you'd introduce to your little sister, are they, back then? Yeah, well, I don't know. It would make it more interesting. It would, and I hope they do that. On the topic of Eloise, then, did you have any other predictions for Eloise at all or Theo? No. Let's let's move on to some other Bridgerton family members. What else did you have? So for... what I was going to say is that whilst we're on the topic of Eloise, it's like a slight sidestep. But what's what do you think is going to happen with the Queen now? Like, is she going to give up on finding Lady Whistledown now that, now that she knows it isn't Eloise? Just before we move on to another character. Um, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I guess she will because she's got other people that she suspects. Yeah. And also with the Queen then, so she'll probably just carry on looking for Lady Whistledown just to kind of keep the tension going. But do you think that the King is going to die in season three? Mm, maybe, because maybe he's like served his purpose now with that whole yeah. scene with him and um, what's her face? Kate's sister, Edwina. Because in season one, I felt like he served the purpose to highlight why the queen values friendship so much and why she then let the duke and daphne marry because they they implored her that they had a friendship together and then in season two again he acted as her weak spot in terms of her vulnerability didn't he um what purpose could he serve in season three i don't know that's what i mean i think i i don't think he does do you have any ideas or do you think they'll just kill him off well, well, in real life, his son becomes regent, doesn't he? And he has to keep taking over. So maybe they'll introduce a new character and oh. his son will take over the throne for a bit and maybe he'll be a bit of a character. Good point. That's a really cool. That's a really good idea. So in this TV series, does the Queen have any children? Because we never hear about them. Yeah, I can't. I don't know how many they have, but they definitely have at least the Prince Regent because that's why it's called Regency Times. 
But um, how, so, but how closely is this TV series going to follow the historical facts? Because it might—I don't get the impression that the Queen has any children. She never mentions them. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I would have thought, or maybe maybe they won't. I just thought it'd be a cool idea if they do actually involve that, like it, the heir. It would be amazing if they introduced an heir. And that would bring a whole another level to the show, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So I hope they do. So, okay, so we've got Eloise with the Queen and the King. Um, how about Benedict? What do you think will happen to him in season three? I I don't know. I don't know with Benedict because it feels like a lot of the time his story doesn't really go anywhere. There's no progression. It's like, oh, he goes to a party, he goes to an orgy, he sleeps with this person, he draws a picture, and then it's like it doesn't really go forward. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, but I don't think I agree with you because I think in season one, he's kind of playful, a bit of a filler, trying to find himself. And then in season two, he does find himself. So in season three, I guess they're not going to do the love match for him. So I guess his role will be maybe supporting Colin. Um. And maybe we'll see him doing more arty stuff. I do think, I think we might even see him go, go by. Um, we might even see some man-on-man action because in season one, they hinted at that with him and that artist guy. Do you remember there was a bit of flirtation going mm, on? Definitely. So could that be a season three thing maybe that he plays around with? Yeah, why not? But beyond that. I don't know. I don't know what season he's going to get his story. No. Because wasn't he supposed to be next and they changed it for Colin? Do you know why they did that? No. No. I think it's because they feel like Anthony um, Benedict isn't ready to settle down yet. And I, I agree. He's not even really settled in himself. He's only really starting to get settled in terms of his artwork. I feel like there's more that needs to be done to develop him. Like, I have no idea what he'll really want or what his reason for even getting married would be because he's got no pressure to get married like Anthony did Mm. so I think they are going to leave it a little bit longer maybe they'll even do Eloise before they'll do um, Benedict maybe because he doesn't have any reason to marry does he he can just carry on doing what he's doing that's what I'm yeah I don't know yeah there doesn't seem to be much of a a storyline but I guess it's not his turn yet no, so they'll probably just keep in the background as like the, the, having a bit of fun and getting to do all these really cool things. Um, who else should we move on to then? Were there any other fan predictions? Loads, loads. Um, so um, someone said that in the book, well, I know we said that we wanted predictions from people. Um, there were loads of predictions about Penelope and Colin, but I want to come to them afterwards. I wanted to ask you if you think what will happen to Edwina. Do you think we'll see her in season three? Um, I suppose we're going to have to because Kate, I know Kate and Anthony are going to be in series three. Mm. Um, but I think it would be a, a little bit boring if they just carried on Edwina's storyline Yeah. Well, I was thinking in season two, Mr. Dorset and Edwina were talking at the horse faces. Do you remember? And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that we said that maybe something could brew between those two. But he was a bit older than her, though, wasn't he? Although he was the same age as Anthony. And also, I don't love the idea of just moving on. That would be like moving on to the other sister again, which is the same storyline Anthony had, because he started trying to get with Kate, didn't he? Yes. So if he just moves on to Edwina, it's a bit like, oh, it's a bit similar. 
Yeah, okay then, that's fair. Um, there were some fan fictions that Sienna might come into the picture and take your precious Anthony away. I would love that because I love Sienna and Anthony. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Um, but I think a lot of fans would absolutely hate that because a lot of them really prefer Kate and Anthony. Yeah. Even though I don't, unpopular opinion. I know, right? I was thinking, I think on our Facebook page, someone says that Sienna might come back into the picture if her sugar daddy dumped her. I think that was Shelley Lou that said that. But then I was thinking, you know I was thinking, Sorry, I was thinking, <laughs> meow, um, what if she was actually pregnant with his love child? Kept I was quiet, just about to say that. Kept yeah. quiet in season two and comes back in season three. That would be kind of cool if, yeah, if she knocks on his door and Kate's like, hello, who are you? And she's like, this is my baby, your husband's baby. Drama llama. Or because he was having so much sex with so many prostitutes, they just get a baby um, on the doorstep with a little letter that says, guess who? Like that guess who game that you get. Yeah. Um, And the whole part of the series is about trying to like find out who the baby belongs to. And then the twist then they, would be, it isn't even Anthony's baby. It's Colin's baby. And that would feed into him no, and Penelope's Colin story. is definitely a virgin. Oh, yeah. And um, it would be funny if, yeah, there was just loads and loads of babies started turning up. And they basically had to run like some kind of child's children's home. Yeah. Funny, not so much, but maybe a bit of a downer. A bit maybe of a downer down. in the honeymoon period, yeah. But maybe we won't see Sienna now because that would ruin the the love romance between Kate and Anthony as well, wouldn't it? Like it might, yeah. I think everyone would kick off. All the fans would kick off if that happened. Yeah, I think Apart so. from me, I'd be the only one like, woo, it's happening. You would love it. But a few people were saying that they would like to see Anthony and Kate's relationship tested. But then a lot of other people were like, mate, season two was a whole test. Like maybe we should just see them happy. What would you like to see? I feel like all the relationships in Bridgerton are about like making up and breaking up, making up, breaking up constantly because it's more exciting. Yeah. So no, I don't think it's going to be completely smooth sailing because that would be boring, right? Like even when Anthony and, I mean, look how many times and um, the Duke and Daphne would make up and then fall out and make up and fall out. It must have happened like six times. True. And the same with um, Anthony and Kate, and it kind of got a bit repetitive after a while, didn't it, I thought? Yeah, so what are you saying, that they are going to continue with the challenges of a relationship, or they are going to be settled? Mm. Otherwise, it becomes a bit boring for the viewer, doesn't it, don't you think? Or it could be that they are together and united and not arguing, but then they have trials and tribulations that they've got to work through together. Like, someone predicted that actually, for some reason, maybe the baby reason, Sienna comes back into their life and Kate and Sienna end up bonding and Anthony, like, squirms. But I was like, what could they possibly bond over? Maybe she teaches Kate how to sing. She, Oh, my God. Kate puts, puts a local advert in the newspaper saying she's looking for a singing teacher. Yeah. And then as Sienna turns up, she's like, I can teach you to sing. So they spend the whole afternoon singing together, having a whale of a time. Anthony yeah. gets back. He's like, What the beep is going on? Yeah. Love it. And then he watches them sing together and he starts to get a little bit aroused, maybe. Oh, know. yeah. Or I'm thinking like Sienna's been out of the country whilst this whole romance has been going on between Anthony and Kate. Then everything that you said actually happens. 
And then Eloise falls for Sienna because she oh loves- yeah I like it you digging it you digging it and so maybe oh my god and then part of Anthony's gets jealous he's like why am I jealous I'm married to Kate now I shouldn't care about Sienna but he yeah. gets jealous yeah and then Sienna maybe she's by we never know and we don't know if she's doing it to get back at Anthony by flirting with Eloise or like you know what I mean or yeah good twist wow oh my god and Kate is in the library reading because she can't sleep Mm. and Sienna puts on a wig Mm. climbs into Anthony's bed Mm -hmm. and starts spooning him and he thinks it's Kate and and maybe he kind of turns over and they start having sex and then when they're finished she turns around she's like hi Anthony it's me or what he didn't realize or what would be even hotter is everything you just said, but he realizes just before he's about to reach his climax that it's her and then goes ahead with it anyway. (gasps) (laughs) 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 Because it's like, he realizes it's not Kate and he does it anyway. You sick. (laughs) You sick. And then maybe Kate walks in just as he's climaxing. Yeah. And that's when he realizes. Oh no, according to you, he's already realized. Sorry. Didn't he's got to realize just before Chris. Everyone knows that. 101 of sexual tension. <laughs> um and also <laughs> oh, someone predicted that Kate and Anthony are gonna have lots of sex but no children. But what do you think about that prediction? I think the whole children storyline was so so involved in De- in Daphne and the Duke that they can't really play that again. Yeah, and also he needs an heir big time. So no pressure for Kate. Bloody hell! Maybe Kate gets depressed because she can't handle the pressure. Um, the pressure of having a kid. I don't know. I don't think they can use that storyline again. It's been overdone, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm still laughing about the uh, the whole Sienna, Kate and Anthony triangle. Don't forget Eloise. <laughs> and Eloise. Let's throw Edwina in there as well. I mean, Edwina, I don't see Eloina, um, Eloina. Well, Eloise did do the... Edwina did do the whole, I don't know if I like the women. <laughs> Edwina did the whole, I don't know if I like the women we've become. I need to find myself. Maybe her and Eloise get thrown together. I mean, they are part of the same I would family like that. now. Yeah? Yeah, I would like that, actually. What, as in sexually or as friends? Um, I think sexually. I think Eloise should have a yeah lesbian relationship, so... I don't know. I don't think um, Edwina's feisty enough, though. No, she's quite, Eloise. she's quite passive. I do think maybe you're right, Eloise. That's why Eloise likes Lady Whistledown because she's feisty and fiery. And I don't think she had a like a sexual thing for Lady Whistledown, but I think there was definitely like a girl crush. Like I really admire her, and she likes strong women, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, that could be really exciting. Um, Apparently, someone was talking about Lord Fife. Now, is he the guy that was dancing with Eloise and it got a bit weird? I think so. Because someone said that he was one of the people that was talking to Colin at the end of season two. And Colin was like, oh, no, I'd never marry Penelope. I'd never bang Penelope. Oh, my God. Is that what he said? (laughs) 
Oh, no, that's awful. Well, he said court, but I'm assuming he means bang. Oh, I thought court meant to flirt with the intention of marrying and banging. Yeah, but they're like lads, aren't they? They're like, oh, lad, lads, like, would oh, you do her and all that? That's awful. So I thought that was bad that he was like, I wouldn't marry her. But he's saying, actually, if I could get a free day with her. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just passing. exaggerating. That's awful. I'm exaggerating. But in my mind, that's how I saw it. Oh, God. Well, no wonder she's pissed off. Um, should we talk about Penelope and Colin? Because there were some fan theories. And then we can move on okay. to some. So um, I have a theory as to what's going to happen. And I think it's bloody brilliant. And I think Netflix should take it. One million pounds, please, Netflix. You're welcome. Um, Okay, I think that basically Penelope, this is my idea. uh, Penelope is going to give Colin the cold shoulder. She's going to be like, F you, Eloise. F you, Colin. She's going to revamp herself and wear like black and green like colors that really complement her and dresses that well th- none of this is my idea all of this is stuff that we already know is going to happen isn't it like she's going to wear dresses that suit her frame how would I, we know that because um why ne- green and black by the way um really weird but i just think it would go really well with her complexion because she's so pale with the red hair all okay. red like bright red i don't think green. gingers wear red Really? I don't know. Do ginger people wear red? I feel like it would clash. Her skin isn't red, is it? <laughs> no, but with her hair, because like, it'd be like orange and red. Okay, okay. Well, you ruined that. But anyway, because Netflix said that they were going to give her a glow. Or maybe they just mean a tan. Do you mean glow up? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Um... Okay, so my idea is that basically she has like a bit of a personality transplant where she's actually, actually, she just doesn't want to talk to Colin anymore. She does it for two reasons. Firstly, because she's fed up with always being passed over and feels like she's not being seen and she needs to make a change. And that makes sense because in season two, um, ah, what's she called? What's Kate's sister called? Edwina. Edwina has a talk with her. Do you remember about like she gives her a compliment and then Penelope's all like, oh no, no, no. And then Eloise says something and I think it stays with Penelope. Yeah. It didn't stay with me, but it stayed with Penelope. <laughs> so basically, I think basically Penelope's gonna be like a super cold, powerful, but like really cold, like I don't need anyone, like a bit of a personality transplant thing, you know, and push Colin away. And I also think she's gonna do it because she actually feels like, well. I screwed over his sister. If he ever, if he finds out, like Eloise found out, he's going to cut me off anyway. So better that I create distance now on my terms rather than him reject me like Eloise did. So what are your thoughts on my idea that she's going to be like a super cold, detached version? In I feel like she should do that because it's boring her just being a puppy dog following him around hello Colin how are you Colin oh sorry Colin and I'm like oh my god this this is getting boring now we've had this for two series so yeah I think she should do a total ice cream in series three I think it would be really hot and it also leads up to lots of hot sex scenarios that I've got written down so I do think that she should do that and he'll all be like I'm so confused what's going on and of course Eloise won't be able to help him anymore so she'll suddenly become more desirable because she's less achievable less obtainable because he's no longer got Eloise to fill him in on Penn and I think Penn will kind of be elevated in his eyes because she's less available to him 
who sorry who's Eloise is less available to who? Oh, sorry, Pen- Penelope is less available to Colin because she's being distant. But oh, also yeah, it's not- yeah, it's that trope again, isn't it? Of the the less you know, you want but you can't have, so she does need to pull the whole. They're gonna have to do cream. that. They're gonna have to, like the way that Daphne did it with the Duke when she went ice cream with him. Yeah. And I think we're going to see Colin get jealous and kind of lose his mind a little bit. And someone that Lord Fife might be a potential suitor for Penelope. Okay. I think someone needs to be. Well, no offence, the- Penelope. Like, someone needs to be a suitor to get Colin jealous. Well, in season three, when she's dancing with Colin, we see the guys looking at her. Do we? Yeah, like they're showing interest and then she looks behind her and she looks at the fact that the guys are looking at her. So what Colin's actually done is Colin has done to her what the Duke did to Daphne. He's basically put her on the market now because he was dancing with her. So that opens up for season three, people approaching Penelope now. Okay, interesting. That's what we need. Um, Do you think Colin is going to grow facial hair? I thought you already did. Oh, what, where's where's that question come from? Just my head. I was thinking how they might glow him up even more because yeah, I'm going. pretty sure he did because the brothers were teasing him about it. Okay. Um, what else? Why don't terms, we in terms talk about? Hmm. In terms of predictions, a lot has been going on about the Duke returning. Like it's all over social media whether or not he's going to return. Do you want mm-hmm. him to return? No, I feel like we should move on. Okay. I mean, I really, really like him. and He's mm. super, super hot. Mm. But I feel like they'd just be bringing him back to, like, please the fans and, and look at... It would all be for ratings and viewing numbers. And I just think it's not really found that other actors either. It's like, let's move on. There's other characters, surely, that come up in the books that need to be bought bought in yeah because even if they did bring him back it won't be the same as in season one because he's not the main character so it would just be a bit part that's what I mean I think it's just to please the ratings that's the only reason they would do it and god knows how much they would have to give um Reggie Page is that his name why would they have to give him a lot of money well I just think because he's doing so many other movies now to get him back onto Bridgerton They'd have to give him, like, surely over a million pounds, I reckon, to do that when he's doing so many new projects. What new projects is he doing? I don't know what they're called, but I just know he's doing a lot of movies and stuff really? now. He's, he's doing really well. That's amazing. Bloody hell, that, that's, a, that's really impressive, isn't it? Um, mm. I've just Googled that navy, cobalt and soft powder blue and deep blueberry colours are smart choices for people with red hair, which are also the colours of the Bridgerton family household. Interesting. Well, they don't really wear navy. But they wear blue, don't they? Yeah, like powder blue, I'd say. But navy's a type of blue. Mm, navy is a very dark blue, and they don't really wear dark blue. I'm going to have to <laughs> argue with that one. <laughs> um... Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so I think those are most of the predictions. Do you think that Colin, sorry, is going to find out about Penelope at the start of season three, middle or end, or not at all? 
I have a theory and I've written it into my sex scene. Mm. So I would like to wait until I read my sex scene because that is included in my story. Oh, wow. I love that there's a proper story. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. 100% there has to be a good story with a sex scene. There has to be context. There has to be a background. Can I just say, do you think Penelope should end up with Colin because I actually feel like maybe she should end up with someone else now I know people have said that in the books the books have to follow the tv series has to follow what it says in the books but just if we could just pretend for a moment that wasn't the case do you think that they should end up together no it's boring it's predictable it's not just that um I think they could turn it around actually and in my sex scene I think I was getting a little bit turned on thinking about it so I actually do think that they can make it very fun and very sexy um, because it is the first storyline as well where you've had a friendship building over two series so you've got to give but them some credit for that. I think what I struggle with is what do they have in common? Do they what? really enjoy each other's company because I've never actually seen that? Yeah, you There's have. There's no what chemistry. What you I just about? don't think... I mean, actually, Nat, there was a few episodes ago where you tried to argue with me that they weren't even friends, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, All I would say is that they have... I think they do have good conversation together. Like, I can think of a couple of conversations they had in season one and season two. Okay, tell me a conversation they had. So, when they were talking about how he was going to go away... um for a year abroad in season one and then that was like two sentences where he's like hey I'm going abroad bye she's like cool have fun the end how about in season two when they're talking about Eloise and stuff and they're having conversation and doesn't she say something quite oh no that was in season one when she says something quite cutting and he's like my my he likes her cutting tongue. Yeah, I mean, I would say, obviously, when he was travelling, they had a letter correspondence, and it seems like their letter correspondence was really good. Like, that's what he said. Yeah. So, to me, that was, like, forming their friendship. But I think the show needs to show us more scenes where they're getting yeah. on really well. Like, maybe they go for a walk together. I mean, we don't even see them promenade together. They don't do anything. To me, she only ever seems to bump into him at events and says, hello, Colin. And they talk for a couple of seconds and that's it. Or they might, they had a dance together. We don't see them hanging out and they could go horse riding together. They could go walking together. It's like, they could mm. go for tea and he could lick a spoon like the Duke did. We don't see anything like that. I just think that all those things you said are really unrealistic because in Regency England, that's what you do when you're courting someone. So the Daphne and Duke got away with doing all that because it looked like they were courting. So I think, I don't think being very realistic, I think within the confines of what they're able to do, they've done a lot. They can't do any more than that. She, he's gone over, like she's gone over to the Bridgerton's house and hung out with them as a family. There's no reason Colin couldn't just bring her to the library and show her a book or when she goes to their house in the confines of their own home, they can hang out with the family. It's not like I'm saying they have to spend one-on-one time and that would break the rules. You just don't see... Well, the other thing, the other thing that might piss Eloise off is that you know if she finds out that Penelope has a thing for her brother, she might feel a bit used. That she might feel like was Penelope just using me to kind of get close to my brother or just to spend time with us all as a family? Because you could see how Eloise might actually Eloise might be a big reason, a big obstacle 
to Colin and Penelope getting together because not only does she know Penelope's secret, but she's going to feel like you, you've been playing for this for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. You're not feeling it, are you? You're not feeling that? But I just thought maybe Penelope only met Colin because of Eloise, I'm assuming. Oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are there any other predictions that you have for season three before we talk about our sex scenes? Because I was also wondering if Colin will get a love interest, but I feel like because everyone knows it's about Penelope and Colin in season three, they they almost can't bother with a potential love interest because everyone almost knows it's not going to work out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Although, yeah. although you could argue like, everyone knew that the Titanic was going to sink, but it still got like, it was like a blockbuster hit because people still wanted to see the stories. So maybe they will introduce a concept of a love interest triangle, but they kind of did that for season one and season two actually, didn't they? I would just, I just think Colin needs to get jealous and realize he could Mm -hmm. lose her. And I think they'll do that by introducing someone who takes a shine to Penelope and that yes. will make him realise that actually she is eligible and she's desired, which is kind of sucks in a way because he should know that anyway. True. I actually think they're going to go for a different approach. I think they're going to, basically, I think they're going to make it so that he hates Lady Whistledown because he actually has more reason than anyone to hate her more than anyone because mm-hmm. she ruined he um, she ruined Marina. And even in the beginning of season three, he says, I can't help but think, you know, what might have happened if Lady Whistledown hadn't of shared that information. Like he does still have a soft spot for Marina. Like he he went over there and blah, blah, blah. And then she trashes his sister. So I think in season three, Penelope has to do one more hideously awful thing for him to be like, I fucking hate this bitch. I realise mm-hmm. I was going to have to bleep that out. Nice. Um, he's going to, and for him to be like, maybe being like, I need to find out who she is. And like, really honestly to God, actually hate her because he has suffered quite a lot actually as a consequence of Lady Whistledown. Yeah. I and can see that happening. I think I it's going to ha- angry Colin. Yeah. I think it's going to have to go down that route that we see him getting increasingly more angry and actually they actually moving apart at the start of season three. I think so. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I think it's the only way they're going to be able to do it. So it's fresh and exciting. And then it gets us to the point where we're like, oh my God, we want to see them together now. We want to see them together. So I, I'm hoping they go for that approach. I can't think of any other way they can do it. Can you think of any other way at all? No, no, I can't. I have one one prediction or one theory. The only other thing they can do is if, say, Colin gets really upset because one of his investments has gone south or something or... Um, I actually have a really fun prediction. So I actually predict that he will find out that Lady Whistledown is Penelope. And he gets on his course and on his horse and he's like he's he's riding his horse in the rain, he's really, really upset. And he falls off his horse and Lady mm. and then Penelope is in her carriage on the way to visit her sister who's newly married and sees his horse and she rescues him right and as she sees him lying on the floor a little bit like Kate and Anthony in season two he's like Penelope or Lady Whistledown I love you 
Um, Lady Whistledown. Yeah. Or he sees her and goes, Lady Whistledown, and then he does something loving, which makes her feel like, oh my God, like we can have a future together. He knows who I am, no secrets. And then he's in bed, just like Kate was, but this time when he wakes up, and Penelope's like, oh, Colin, he's like, who are you, lady? Who are you, lady? <laughs> who are you, lady? <laughs> <laughs> he has forgotten who she is. Now that would be a great start to season three, because in the whole of season three, oh my God, this is fantastic, is about them actually starting from zero, and he does see her for who she is. And they or, fall in love. That's a brilliant even, idea. Even better, she does a whole while you were sleeping move. And he wakes up, he's like, who are you? She's like, Colin, I'm your fiance. Do you remember me? And then she convinces him that they're about to get married, that they've been courting for ages. Totally steals him. So that's great. So when you said while you were sleeping move, I thought you were going to insinuate that she was going to sexually like do stuff to him sexually <laughs> whilst he was sleeping, which I thought was no, really No, I dark. mean the movie... With Sandra Bullock from the 90s, which I loved. It's a really good film. And yeah, it's it's really good. So we've got two really good ideas, if I, if I can say so myself, that Netflix can take. Either the whole, he has amnesia and they have to basically recreate their relationship in season three, which I think is brilliant, by the way. I think that would be so, so good because I do think he still, still sees her as his little sister's friend. Or mm-hmm. the while you were sleeping move where Penelope is a little bit like channeling her inner mum and makes up they were engaged and he touched her or did something to her yeah. and never committed. I think that's brilliant. Which of those two options do you feel Netflix is most likely to pick? The first one. Yeah. It's more romantic. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh my God, we're on fire. Okay, so uh, tell me your sex story. Okay, so we all know that Pollen are going to have sex in Series 3. The actors have confirmed that they're going to have to make some sexy scenes. <laughs> so I have written how I think Netflix should deal with the whole sex scene. Okay. Okay. So it starts where <laughs> Colin is really frustrated at Eloise because he's like, why are you not hanging out with Penelope anymore? She's a really good, uh, you know, a good woman. Why aren't you seeing her? What's happened? And they start arguing about it. Mm. But Eloise ends up blurting out the truth and Mm -hmm. she says to Colin you have no idea um how much you should hate Penelope because she's Lady Whistledown she's the one that wrote about Marina blah 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 she's awful so Colin gets super super angry okay and it's around midnight at this point for some reason so he storms out of Bridgerton house he gets on his horse he it's raining really really hard he's getting soaking wet he's angry um he gets to (laughs) Penelope's house okay Mm. he can't knock on the front door because it's midnight everyone's in bed he gets off his horse it's still raining he goes into the back garden and he looks up in Penelope's window okay and he throws pebbles up to try and get her attention um, it doesn't work he ends up because he's so angry he's just on adrenaline right now he climbs up the downpipe and he pushes open her window and he enters her bedroom Penelope is sleeping and she's wearing one of those Regency nightgowns, you know, the ones that slip off the shoulder and, it, yeah. and they kind of see through. There's not yeah. much going on there. So she wakes up with a fright. She's like, oh, my God, Colin. And she gets out of bed and he's and she's all like, Colin, you're soaking wet. What's wrong? And she tries to, like, take his coat off and help him. He's like, no, Penelope. And he's really angry. And they start arguing, okay? 
Can I add here, at this point, maybe some of the rainwater is like shaking off his clothes and making her um, oh my god! <laughs> yes. So he gets angry and he's he's gesturing really angry. And as he gestures with his arm, yeah. lots of water comes off and it splashes across <laughs> the breast area of her nightgown and it's see-through and it's cold. So obviously her nipples are like going crazy. Um, so he's like, basically what happens then? She tries to calm him down and she tries to grab his coat. And she's like, Colin, take off your coat and dry yourself by the fire. And as she does this movement, the um, the shoulder of her nightgown slips, okay? It slips mm. down really quite dangerously low. Oh, dear. And you can see part of her breast. And he is completely mesmerized <laughs> by this because obviously he's a virgin. And he's looking and then the eyes lock and she realizes <laughs> that he's, you know, interested. Um Hang on, let me turn my page because I've gone over the page. In this I love page. it. I love it. Um, so he looks really intrigued. Their eyes lock. And as their eyes are locking, she slowly tugs the dressing gown further down to reveal her breasts. Okay? Both of them? Her boobs are out at this point. Or just the left one? Um, the one Both, both of them. Okay. And then she gently gets his hands and she places his cold wet hands on her breasts okay and he is mesmerized because he's never seen boobs before because he's a virgin (laughs) and then how he's a virgin so he's never even seen boobs before (laughs) or maybe he saw them in a book yeah or when he went on his tour and he would have seen like those um statues of women with their boobs out exactly he's only ever seen like stone boobs so she then guides him over to the to the bed because he's just you know like really in the zone mm. he's not angry anymore <laughs> and, um, he, she sits on the edge of the bed okay this is where it gets a little bit not safe for work okay. so um you think it was safe? straddles him. you think it was okay. safe before he straddles <laughs> yeah. her. she straddles him okay and he is really still and he's really wet and he's really cold so she she gently takes off his coat and then she reaches down between them and undoes his breeches, okay? And then they have tip X. Tip X. Which is what I like to call just the tip set. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so because obviously it's they're not allowed, it's forbidden, maybe things are getting a little bit out of control. So he is I've written he's loving it. <laughs> and yeah. then because she's in control now she's in charge so she's just giving him the tip she's just giving a little bit a little bit of a taster yeah and then she stops okay she's like no Colin no I can't do this and then she leaves him wanting more and then she asks him to leave what do you think I want it, I want a rating out of 10 I think a 9 out of 10 that was really 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 good I really oh, like thanks. how you set the scene I just got a couple of questions. Like, I like the detail um, as well. Um, I guess what feels a little bit unbelievable for me is that she would straddle him because this is a girl who basically can't say boo to oh, a goose. I forgot the background. So the background to her being confident sexually is that she meets up with her sister that got married. What was she called? Was it Philippa or the Prudence? The weekend before, she'd met up with Prudence. And they had some cherry wine on the veranda. It was a summer's evening. And um, 
Prudence starts telling Penelope about the wedding night and what happened. And she starts giving her loads of tips about how to please a guy. And Penelope's like, oh, my God, this will be great for my Lady Whistledown newspaper. And that's when Prudence tells her how to do the tip acts. Okay. <laughs> I like that the tip acts is a thing. I think it's way more likely. I don't think Prudence would ever have that kind of relationship where she would share that with Penelope. But the cherry wine that, a lot of cherry wine was drunk. I think what's more likely is that Penelope starts, because she doesn't have Eloise anymore, she starts mixing with other kinds of women and she overhears or she finds out in typical Lady Whistledown fashion these like, things that guys like. So maybe she gets invited to Lady Danbury's night of gambling or something where she basically gets a bit of insight as to kind of what tipexing is or, um, or how to please a man. I think that's more likely. And then that's why she's got that confidence. Or another another alternative because she's laid on Whistledown and she wants to get lots of gossip, she goes down to like the red light district yeah. to chat with the prostitute. She's like, who are you sleeping with? Yes. Which married guys from the town are you getting with? Yeah. And as she's doing that, the prostitutes are just like kind of having sex in the corner of the room and she can't exactly. help but kind of look over and be like, oh, interesting, tip X. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's way more likely that she ends up becoming a bit of a voyeur because she's already a voyeur. And I reckon she if does it escalate like that, she yeah. does like to watch. Um. I just don't know if she would be so forward as to ride him like a pony. It was only a tiny bit there. It was just a bit of a, a taster. A bit of I a feel like movie. I think a taster would be letting him finger her. Um, actually letting him put his dick in, that feels like a bit more than a taster. That feels like a spoiler. <laughs> like, why would you go back for more? Yeah, but you she don't... needs to leave him wanting more. There are other things and you then can she do, though. Like, no, Colin, get out. I think She's that you, you took it too far. I think the tip thing is too far. She could leave him more by... But Matt, the whole point was we have to write a sex scene, not a fingering scene. This is <laughs> well, supposed to be a sex well, scene. Well, I'm sorry. So I hope you come up with the goods and you haven't no, just done a finger bashing. I did a finger bashing. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake, um, <laughs> you had a criteria. I just like to be more subtle than you. You know that you it can leave. You know that you can leave a man wanting more without tipexing him, right? <laughs> oh, well, let's hear yours then. Okay, Colin is at a ball. <laughs> He's wearing at a ball. At a ball. He's wearing dark colours. Like your Colin, he's a bit annoyed and angry, but. My Colin is annoyed and angry with Penelope. She's been pushing him away. He doesn't understand why. She's being a bit of an ice cream. She's also been dancing with other gentlemen and she never looks at him anymore. This is because of what I said earlier. She's pissed off at being overlooked and she literally feels like there's no point anymore. Like she's wasting her life um, waiting for him. So she's gone like totally 360. He also can't figure out and I kind of stole this from you, why Eloise isn't talking about Penelope anymore. And every time he tries to talk about it, um, Eloise ignores him and says, none of, none of your business. Um, so he is at this ball. He's watching um, Penelope. He feels very protective over her. He doesn't want anything bad to happen to her. So he feels like a bit of a big brother and he's like watching over her. And she's actually starting to get a little bit annoyed because he's a bit of a cock block because he comes from a really... <laughs> big family like big family with lots of money and these guys that are dancing with her they don't have a lot of money but they're nice guys that she likes them she have a conversation they're starting to see her and she really likes that and it's one in particular that she's starting to really like anyway as he's eyeballing her and this guy dancing he overhears the queen 
or one of the ladies of the Queen quoting something from the most recent Lady Whistledown magazine. <laughs> this is more detailed than the sex scene. Um, and and I and he turns his head and he says, I'm so sorry, what did you say? And the lady repeats that and the, repeats the comment from the Lady Whistledown magazine. And he goes to carry on talking to her. And then he says, and then he stops. And you can see that he starts to frown. He looks confused. And then he runs to his room because the ball is at the Whistledown party. No, he gets on his horse. I want that to be a horse. And he is in the rain and he's on the horse because I wanted the rain scene. And he goes back to his room and he, and he starts to rip open all these, well, reopen all these letters that Penelope sent him. And he identifies that one of the nice. quotes, yes, you're welcome. One of the quotes that the Lady Whistledown magazine had, that oh the women read, God. was in one of the letters she wrote to him when he was a boy. Amazing. Isn't that brilliant? That's they that's they got to do this. I really want to do this. It all goes down here after this. Anyway, he has a bit of a meltdown. He's trying to find Eloise to find out if she knows anything. He is um he basically I thought it, it cuts to him. Hang on, I, I did a couple of these versions. It cuts to him um standing in a room and it's dark and he's wet. He's soaking wet. Interesting, um, we both had to go with the angry wet scene. Yeah. Yeah, it had to happen. I wasn't sure about the horse thing, but either way, I just decided to cut to him being wet. And he's in a room, but we don't know where he's in. And then um, one of the, the man servants walks in and says, um, Lord Featherington, my lady. And Pen walks in and she's like, she's really cold. She's like, Lord Bridgerton, what are you doing here? Like, you know what I mean? Like really hot, like, a little bit like Marina, like channeling that. that. And he says, um, don't you think it's a little bit late to be addressing each other in these tones? And she's like, I can't think what you mean, but I advise that you go home, like really giving in the middle finger, like really hoping he'll fuck off. Like she's hiding all her emotions, basically. And then he comes towards her one step at a time and he starts to get the letter and throw them to the floor and reading out like quotes because what he's done is he's been a bit of a nerd, but he's like identified other things that she wrote in the letter that have appeared in Lady Whistledown thing. And as they're doing that, she's stepping away from him like progressively more like wide-eyed and he's getting angry and angry and walking towards her uh, and then maybe there's some lightning and there's some low lighting as well and it's definitely got to still be raining outside and I definitely think the patio doors need to be open um, so I had two scenarios either he tries to show the letters or he's kind of thrusting the letters in her face and she knocks his arm aside the letters fall everywhere they both go to pick up the letters I know it's predictable um, and then um, I put, <laughs> then I put when they're on the floor um they have that maintain eye contact and then he pushes her onto her back and then he goes down on her <laughs> oh my god I love how all the detail was in the bloody star and then it's like bam it just happened yeah but he goes down on her but they're on the on the ceiling there's like basically like chandeliers and like glass on the floor because on the mirror um mirrors on the wall it's kind of kinky so what we see is him going down on her through the mirror because basically someone mentioned something about a mirror so I was trying to put the mirror in the sex scene my second option is that he walks her towards a desk the doors are open the wind is blowing so we're getting that sense of like the wind and the rain is sort of in the study and he's pushing her towards the desk because he's walking and he's really angry with her and then he pushes her towards the desk and then they're like face to face like their bodies are touching and she's angry at him now and he's angry at her and then he pulls her up so she's sitting on the desk and then he goes down on her. <laughs> 
And okay. I just thought that would be really hot. And then she's watching him go down on her. But there's no the build-up. My yeah. question is... Colin is at the ball. He's wearing dark colours. That was the build-up. <laughs> but it went from he dropped the letters to he went down on her. But just before he dropped the letters, he was very, very angry. So what makes him change his mind? I think the fact that he's so angry and like this is the first time that he's actually been in close proximity to her for ages... And I want her to get angry at him and push. Oh, that's it. Okay, then fine. So she pushes back on him and she kind of slams the letters against his chest one at a time, calling him out on all the things that he's done to like ignore her. And um, and then she says, fine, I admit it. What are you going to do about it? And then he goes down. <laughs> he goes down. And he goes, I know what I'm going to do about it. This. And she's like, okay, Colin, I don't see how this is relevant but oh, okay. I got it I got it you're right I didn't think it through he gets one of her quills okay okay I know what you mean what I want to see is I want to see him with his quill and like stroking her neck and her bosom and then going down and then and then the the fingers replace the quill and he fingers her <laughs> <laughs> um how can we get past the anger if you think oh, they, i guess they're gonna have to kiss then fine they're gonna have to kiss as a way like they did with Anthony and kate because they were angry weren't they okay interesting i like the detail leading up to the sex i don't think they should be tipexing i do think he should be doing something for her like i think he should go down just, on her mm, i just want to see her take control I don't want her to just be so passive with Colin, which I guess, is why she mm, did the Tibex in my story. I like that your version of her takes control, but part of me wants Colin to take control and I want her to feel loved and needed. Now she's going around Tibexing him. <laughs> she's, she's not getting that. I don't know. Like Maybe we see her too, because I see her as quite insecure and needing someone to really go that extra mile because like her own mum and her own sister think she's a lost cause. So what I want to see is I want him to be raw and angry, but seeing her for the first time, grabbing her and angrily going down on her, but in a very loving way. <laughs> Like, like basically forcing his love on her because he's at that reaching, he's like that boiling point. He's like so frustrated. He hasn't had any closure all season. I don't want her to do any more chasing or trying. I just want her to be able to be who she is and him come to her. Interesting. Okay, well, guys, we will do a poll in a few days after this is released and you can vote on what sex scene you think Netflix needs to actually turn into the script. Okay, so yours was, um, what was yours again? I won't repeat the whole thing, but I'll just put like in the poll, I'll just put a little summary. Okay, so Chrissy, I guess we'll just put Chrissy on Nats's version. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I just think if there was a way that we could fix the anger going straight into the, the going down on her, I think you'd be quite happy with my sex scene. No, sorry. I'm just, I just don't find the whole going down on thing. I, it just doesn't appeal to me in when they've done it before. I've just I'd prefer really... to see a bit of thrusting myself. Okay, but I do have another idea, right? You know how Penelope and the dressmaker have a bit of a deal together? Okay. What if, Penelope, what if my whole story happens, right? And then what, um, and then what Colin does is he starts to follow her around to make sure to double check because, you know, it is kind of flimsy evidence what he's got. It's good, but it's not like 100% certain. And then he sees that she's going to the dressmakers at like 
late hours because they've still got that deal going on where they're like helping each other out it's like developed now where Penelope's like really shy and doesn't like to be like she doesn't like her measurements to be taken in public and so she is you know two birds of one stone she's getting her business done but she's also like look Modiste lady can you like rig me up and 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 make me look good and so she's having a dress fitting and this is happening at night time and Colin is watching for the window and then what he does is he he pays a passing paper boy to cause a distraction which causes the modiste to have to leave the shop and then he walks in okay and Penelope is in like this really hot like black lacy um regency style like lingerie thing with that this like silk thing underneath but it's a fitting it doesn't fit well it's a little bit too small so there's a little bit of overflow you know um and so he walks in and he says lady whistle down like this and she's like <gasps> Colin what are you doing here but she's like angry she's not like oh Colin what are you doing here? she's like Colin what are you doing here and then he gets angry and then he goes down <laughs> <laughs> no no okay but okay. I had you I had you with that idea of whole like catching kind of like yours I liked really. the whole dressmaking nakedness fitting him taking over but it just it's just yeah <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to I don't know how to do it so that he goes well, down what on we'll her. Do is we'll put this <laughs> post on Facebook and yeah. then if anyone listening wants to write their own uh, scene, then just comment and we'll, we'll get a little stream going and I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. And also, guys, if you want to add or adapt or change anything we've already said, then that would also be cool. And the great thing about this group now is like LA Confidential, isn't it? Like no one can judge us or see what we yeah. write. So if you want to join in, we've created a private group. So if you go on our page and click on the private group, we can accept you. And that way you don't have to worry about your grandma seeing it on her newsfeed. Or your um, husband or your husband finding out or your wife finding out that, you know, you're really kinky. Hopefully they already know that already. But the actual group page is called Bridgerton Bitches. And our um, Facebook page is called the Bridgerton Girls Podcast. So but Bridgerton cool. Bitches, we are on there now. I feel like and just to... um, just a reminder that it costs about $100 a year uh, for podcast hosting fees. So if you do want to click on the link, if you're enjoying the podcast and just donate a couple of dollars or a couple of pounds, if you can, that would really help us out. So once yeah. again, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, uh, we don't know what we're doing our next episode on yet, do we now? We don't. I think, yeah, what we'll do is we will put a uh, post out there and see what you want us to talk about. Uh, yeah, Great. we'll do that. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a nice day.